0: Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mister Intangibles, and a Call of Duty: Warzone solo expert, Dan Masters, with my good friend, the president and founder of the Leon Drysaddle Fan Club, and a man who loves being a big body up front. Well, every human. Well, how do you?
1: Doing? Very well, thank you, Dan. Very well. On the subject of Call of Duty: Warzone, I heard that there's yes. a, a 100 gigabyte patch for it. Is that true?
0: Yes and no. It's very strange because when you download the game, it's like 101, 102 gig.
1: That's but then fucking outrageous.
0: When you go to do an update, my PS I don't know if this is the same for everyone else, but my PS4 seems to think the update is also a hundred gig. It isn't. The updates are like ten or five or you know nothing. But my for some reason my PS4 thinks it is. So I, I every time there's an update I have to delete the whole file. And then re download it again. And then it works. Otherwise it thinks there's not enough space on my machine, which there is. There's loads, but yeah, it's a glitch, I think.
1: What so you have to you have to re download the entire game every time it needs to update?
0: I do personally. That's that's my the only way I've found to work around it. I've only got three hundred gig on my hard drive and that I've got obviously a five hundred gig machine. Yet yesterday when it was due to do the update, it said there wasn't enough space. And the update file was only seventeen gig or something like that. But it said there wasn't enough space, and the, clearly there is, so that's just the workaround I've found. Which doesn't bother me. You can just do, you can do it overnight, can't you? It's not an issue. Of all the Battle Royale games I've played, it's easily the best. And I'm not a Call of Duty fan at all, but what, Warzone is a fantastic game.
1: What makes it different to just, like, if you had a Battle Royale mode in COD? Is that what it is, basically?
0: It's, ex- it's exactly what you think a Battle Royale mode is. It's one map, huge map, loads of different areas in the map. You go and end up picking up guns and ammo and all that kind of thing. It's very similar in that way. But if you're in a team, if you get shot and killed you get taken to this prison and then you have to one-on-one somebody in the gulag. And if you win the gulag, you get back into the game with your friends Mate. or on top of that as well. If you get shot and killed, you're, you can go to buy stations where you can purchase things like kill streaks and stuff like that. If you find money on the map, your friends can also buy you back into the game. So there's, it's not a case of if you die, you're done. There's ways back into the game, which makes it last longer. That's
1: quite interesting
0: there's buy stations so you can buy upgrades. It becomes a bit more tactical then. So like, do I save up my money and buy a couple of killstreaks? Do I buy a gas mask? Because then you can run around in the gas for a bit before it like takes hold. Do I purchase my friend back? And you have to think a bit instead of just running around trying to build fucking forts like in Fortnite.
1: This sounds, yeah,
0: sounds perfectly fine if I see a cup of tea sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, for free, it's ridiculously good for free.
1: That's that's the thing. So does it have like a, a, Not pay to win aspect, but there is an incentive for you to spend your hard earned buckaroos on it. No, not not in
0: not one penny. The only reason you would buy things is to get extra skins on guns yeah. or vehicles and things like that, or tags that you can spray on walls and things. There's there's literally no no reason to pay to win. I've not paid a single penny for it because I've won, I don't know, nine or ten solo solo games. Not something else quickly. Have you finished Tiger King
1: yet? Yes, I was trying to think earlier this week. Had we had we talked about it, but yeah, yeah I I've, I've finished it. And then, you know what we did after we finished it? We went back I've and gone. watched. Did you ever see the Louis Theroux thing with him? Oh, yeah, ago? yeah. Yeah, yeah. we, yeah. we re-watched it because Grace has never seen like half the Louis Theroux <sighs> no stuff. No way. So we watched it after watching Tiger King. Really interesting. For anyone out there who has access to it, it's on Netflix in the UK. I'd imagine it probably is in the US too. Louis Theroux did a big cats thing. And there are quite a few of the Tiger King characters in it. He spends a few days with Joe like Exotic. That Tim Tim what's his name? Tim something. Oh yeah, I can't remember his second name. This old Podgy Podgy guys wearing a cowboy hat for a lot. Of the kids who has a monkey in his T shirt. He's in it. A lot of there's a lot of Joe like, Exotic and it happens before all the Carol Baskin stuff happens. So it's yeah. really interesting going back and seeing like he was a much more reserved kind of character around Louis. and how much of that is how they how they framed it and how they shot it, which scenes they chose, and how much of it is just how he changed over the years. But, yeah, really, really interesting. But what were you going to say about Tiger King?
0: Uh, sorry, this is the, the, one of the main things I wanted to say. Episodes, episodes one and two of Tiger King are kind of, all right, here's the big setup. And to be fair, there probably didn't need to be two episodes to set up. There could have been one. And I think episodes six and seven one more. Okay, well, it's winding down. Here's what happened at the end. It's three, four, and five. You find out that obviously Carol allegedly, you know, killed her husband, allegedly. or he disappeared after she put it in the will. But the South American drug baron who admits to chopping off a guy's head, who admits to doing all these things to the FBI, becomes an informant. Is basically the guy that Scarface is based around. Was just a side character. And I was yeah, watching I'm... it, thinking, "I need a show. I need a show of this guy. Fuck Joe Exotic. What's this guy been doing? This this drug baron. I'm What's his story?
1: What was the point of him being in there? I don't know.
0: <laughs> He's just another guy who had loads of animals, wasn't he? He was basically Escobar with this private like sanctuary for all these fucking, fucking big plans, animals and shit." I want to see this guy's story. It's way more exciting.
1: He basically, they interviewed him, they showed a bunch of his animals, and he was like, Yeah, Carabaskin's a piece of shit, and Joe's a bit of a piece of shit too, and then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous.
0: He admits to, like, then you have some, like, FBI agent killed, and then, like, they to, like, cut him to pieces and stuff. <laughs> like, what? This is just a side character.
1: <laughs> it's like, Oh, we better shoehorn this guy in because he's very interesting. Which is fair yeah. enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was crazy, as everybody just says. But yeah, it is. And then,
0: and like we said, I didn't want to say it at the time, but one of his husbands. It's just incredibly, incredibly sad as well. At the bottom of it, it's all just very sad oh and very my depressing. God.
1: Isn't that oh mad? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, you're watching it sort of without even thinking about it. You know, okay, this is gonna happen.
0: Yes, yes!
1: And it's still... The way they
0: start... The way you get to, like, episode three or four and they start talking about him in a certain way and you're thinking, oh, hang on a minute, something bad's happened here. Yeah, we haven't, we this haven't seen his kids deep... Yeah, why has he not been... And then you realise, oh, yeah, why has he not been interviewed? Why has he not been talking? And then, oh, yeah, okay, that's why. Fucking hell.
1: That's horrendous. And how, like, it turns out that he was basically just addicted to meth and that's how Joe, like, we... <sighs> mate, all the interviews have him... Kind of kept him around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. All throughout it, it was quite clear that he wasn't strictly comfortable being Joe's husband. No, not at all. And why uh, would you be? Uh, but then part of me thinks like, why would you, you know, be in my privilege of not having been in such a dire situation? But thinking, yeah, you know, here comes
0: why, the white, here comes the white male middle class view from. Well, did, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: But just like an <laughs> element of I can't understand why you'd stick around in that situation. Like how. Obviously, it's, it's an abusive situation. That's just how it is. Plenty of people have, have fallen victim to to that sort of lifestyle, but it's... Yeah.
0: I, mean, maybe, I don't like, maybe think that you had anywhere else to go or something. No, I don't know. No,
1: no. It's awful. The guy I liked was his, no his campaign manager. Oh, God. Did, like The first bit of interview recently, with him is like, oh, yeah, that was the worst time of my life. And then the campaign finishes, and for some reason he's still working at the park. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like six months later and he's in the team meetings. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's the yeah, campaign
0: mate. finished. <laughs> Just been kept Fucking around. long ago. I will recommend one more thing, which I've been watching, because I'm sure you people need something to watch. Everybody needs to watch Money Heist on Netflix. It's excellent. Absolutely excellent. It's a crime drama from Spain about a gang who rob uh, the national mint in Spain where they obviously print money. That's all I'll say. No spoilers. But it's—I've just finished season two, and it's amazing. Everyone should check it out.
1: It does sound good. It does sound good. We've been—we uh, just ran through all the Jackass films.
0: <laughs> no way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the because uh, they do the sort of behind-the-scenes ones as well. We just finished the last behind-the-scenes thing before we started recording. They haven't aged a bit. It's beautiful. There, there are some some sketches that aren't quite as enjoyable now that I'm a bit older. Just with like a lot of the animal stuff, and by and large, it's still absolutely hilarious. Boys will be boys. That they will. That they will Dan.
0: All right, come with the show then. Okay, a couple of little bits to start this week. A couple of little things I saw that made me chuckle Or It's an old joke, but it always makes me laugh. Uh, Paul Coffey was being interviewed on Sportsnet, I think. An interviewer said to him, how many goals do you think you'd score if you played in today's NHL? And Coffey said, I don't know, probably 15 or 20? And the interviewer was dead surprised and said, oh, why why are you putting that figure so low? And Coffey said, well, I'm 58. <laughs> 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 Which always makes... That's an old, old joke, but it always makes me laugh. That's <laughs> it's very clever.
1: What what was the old... Um the old Pele one. I think he I forget what year it was, it was like maybe in the nineties or something and, and Pele was asked, Oh, how how do you think your nineteen fifties Brazil team would line up against Real Madrid at the moment? It's like, well oh, it'd probably be quite a close game, maybe one all or something. And yeah, the same answer of like, well we are all about like seven years old now. <laughs> very, very, very good. But no, Paul Coffee doesn't get any sort of recognition this week, Dan, because did you hear the other quote that you came out with?
0: Ah, oh. Clearly I haven't, and he said something terrible. Go on.
1: Not not that it wasn't like, you know who was misunderstood? <laughs> A young man <laughs> from Austria. And uh, no, it wasn't that bad. It was just he said the the NHL isn't violent enough anymore. It's like, okay. Oh, okay, Paul, Paul, Co- Paul Coffey of all the fucking players.
0: I was going to say, noted Ice Guardian, Paul Coffey. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, Ice Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> fucking...
1: Bob Roberts' fucking long-lost twin brother, Paul Coffin.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Nico Heesha, finally doing a push-up challenge worth watching. Five press-ups and then a goddamn backflip.
1: Fair play. It's, I, I was disappointed, though, because it wasn't like a, a press-up into a backflip. <laughs> like an ultimate burpee. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, just forces himself up and somehow does a somersault back into a press-up.
0: If you'd have said to me... A hockey player is going to do a press up, and then transition into a standing backflip. I would have just thought, well, something terrible is going to happen. Like he's going to snap his fibula in half, or but no, just picture perfect. Sticks landing it. Who who would have thought hockey player would be that athletic? That's ridiculous.
1: I don't know you've got to be pretty, pretty athletic, haven't you, to be any sort of sports person?
0: Yeah, but have you ever had that? Not yeah, have you ever thought probably, I could do a backflip? Probably not. But if you just stand up, and then imagine jumping as hard as you can and going backwards over yourself i just that terrifies me there's no way and he just like on con- he does it on concrete as well <laughs> i was thinking christ nico like you're co- like one wrong move you've got a blown acl and that's it your career's over kind of thing
1: that's is fucking lucky as well yeah exactly
0: exactly do you know what as well i did do my own challenge this week because i don't know if you saw this but tom holland did a t-shirt handstand challenge did you see that
1: oh is that when you put your feet up on the wall behind you and you Put your t-shirt on and then do some.
0: Yeah, you got to do a handstand like against the wall and then put your t-shirt on. So I, Sarah said to me, "Do you think you could do that?" And I, of course, me being me, went, "Yeah, of course I could."
1: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So of
0: course, then she said, "Well, go on then." So, uh, but then I did, and I surprised
1: myself. I feel it's one of those things that doesn't look too hard, but I reckon. Yeah, it's definitely a lot harder than you think it
0: is. It's hard. Yeah, it's a lot harder than you think it is. It's getting the t-shirt up to your shoulders to then get it over your head. Getting it into your hands is easy. It's then getting it up to your shoulders because then you can get it, then you can flip it over.
1: Yeah, because you can't even like stretch forward to bring it up and then bring it back with your elbow, really, can't you? No, no, exactly, exactly.
0: Oh. But there you go. I'm as uh, I'm as exciting and as powerful as Spider-Man, so I'll take that.
1: You're basically Cheshire's answer to Nico Hissier right now.
0: I'm part of the New Avengers. Me and Hissier <laughs> have already started it. We're the new, <laughs> Me and mean are the New Avengers. <laughs> there are a couple of news bits as well. I wanted to mention this first. Not great news, obviously, but in a subject that hits very close to home, to me, Colby Cave is in a really bad way, and obviously just hoping he makes a speedy recovery. He suffered a brain bleed on Monday night, was taken to hospital, and they had to remove a cyst from his brain. We're just hoping he makes a speedy recovery, because this is some really, really serious shit. And if the he's currently in a medically induced coma, even if he makes out of this alive, he has got a long road ahead of him, and I just hope it, uh, hope it goes as smoothly as possible for the young man.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he's he's the sort of player that you know he's further down the lineup, so he's not necessarily going to get the the exposure or, or the respect that he should do as as a human being no. or a hockey player. But yeah, absolutely. Thoughts going out to Colby and his and his partner uh, Emily. It's especially at, at this trying time, as it is. You know, his wife's not going to be able, able to be with him in the hospital because of COVID nineteen. It's going to be a Obviously a, a horrendous thing at any stage of the game, but right now specifically it's going to be even harder than it could have been. Do
0: you know what's crazy? Is it worse? It's worse when it's, this sounds terrible, but it's, it is worse when it's somebody young that something mm. like this happens to. I remember when my mum oh, yeah. was in intensive care and there was a guy in the bed next to my mum who was he was a pilot and he obviously had a, he'd, he was a, a light aircraft pilot and we just kind of got talking to his family and he was only about 28, 29 and he'd had a crash in his plane. And, you know, obviously he was in the intent, you know, he's had that same operation that my mum had had, had this like massive brain bleed and had to have an operation and all this kind of thing. And I just felt as crazy as it sounds, my mum at that time was in her 50s. And I was thinking, Christ, if she was 28, 29 when this happened. And that sounds like a mental thing to say. But for somebody so young as well, oh man, it's just terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible.
1: Really is. Really is. It's it's that natural thing of you thinking you've got more time ahead or whatever it might be or. Young people aren't meant to get sick, are they?
0: No, it's true. It's true. Yeah, bad things aren't meant to happen to young people. That's kind of what we just kind of conditioned ourselves to do, to kind of think like that, haven't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just can happen to, to anyone, whether you're you're fit or not fit, young or old, whatever it might be, you know, you just tell people you love them, people. Don't don't waste a moment. Be good to the people in your life because you never know what's going to bloody happen.
0: All right, let's move on. Some good news. Florence Schelling... Becomes the first female GM of a pro hockey club as she takes the reins at Bern in Switzerland. Dude, i I'm sure she's aware of this, but oh my god, the pressure that is gonna be on her now is gonna be immense because you just
1: know there are people everywhere just waiting for her to fail. She'd be get on the phone with Peachy already soon so she can swing <laughs> a, a legendary deal.
0: <laughs> Connor McDavid is moving to Switzerland in an unprecedented trade. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh my dear God. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing. And it's not even like she's an assistant coach or an assistant GM or something like fully fledged GM of a professional team. In in a fairly like the Swiss it's not exactly Yeah, it's not like she's fucking coaching in the, the NIHL or anything like that. That's really cool. She um I think she played at Northeastern. She played college. Yeah, so, so fortunately she has played the game, so she's not just she does know what she's talking about. Probably they've got Mark Arcabello on the roster who else have they got who else have got for me nah that's it that's it (laughs) Andrew Ebbett I think he I think he played in the AHL for a bit genuine genuine real ice hockey team right there and it's it's good the the thing that doesn't get me too excited for it like it's good for for European hockey and stuff and and Swiss hockey specifically I'm glad somebody's taking the leap but the NHL is a law unto itself. Like, nobody in the NHL gives a fuck that she's been hired. Like, that's not going to influence. We don't even get European coaches over here, let alone a female <laughs> GM. Do you know what I mean, though? No. It's not. It's, well, really...
0: it's going to be even longer now for any more for European coaches after the way the Sabres season's gone.
1: Uh, and that is all Ralph Kruger's fault, as we know.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Absolutely, oh, mate. We're lucky that we've got bloody Yarmy Kekalainen over here, over there. Rather, <laughs> yeah, so it's, true. it's it's really good. It's really good. But nobody should be holding out any hope that we're suddenly going to see Carrie Granato suiting up behind the behind the uh, anywhere anywhere close to
0: an NHL team. I can't decide. I can't decide which bit's going to be worse. Is that if she fails, it's going to be ha ha. We told you so. Not. Obviously, not out loud, but under muttered breaths in the corridors, you know that's what it'll be. Or if she succeeds, the patronising, God, I mean, hasn't she done so well? Hasn't she done well? Which is what it's going to be. Not just, yeah, they were good this year, which is what would happen if it was a guy in charge. It'd just be, wow, hasn't she done really well? Kind of, th- And it's just, oh God, it's
1: going to be awful. Well, of course Byrne got all those wins when she wears such a low-cut top. Oh, you know it. You just know it. She's sleeping with the referees. Yeah, I was, gonna,
0: I was gonna say, I was gonna say, was she was she influencing the referees with her clothing? Let's find out. <laughs> the, the Athletic Switzerland takes a look. <laughs> oh god, it's just terrible. Such a shit sport. You Fucking catch out.
1: Catch referees on TV like glancing up to the director's box before everything's <laughs> up. <laughs> and it turns out to be a massive match fixing, <laughs> genuine scandal. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. She
0: I, and that maybe that yeah maybe that should have been what I said originally. She can't win, can she?
1: I, I, hope I mean, anyway.
0: Well, no, you know what I'm saying though. <laughs> if she does well, it's just going to be patronising. Yeah, if she oh, fails, yeah. everyone's going to just say,
1: "Well, I told you so." Like that's why. That's why women don't belong in the GM position. It's it's, it's why yeah, one's great. It's why one's never enough of, of like any sort of. If, no, you're looking, yeah. if you're looking to actually make change in any sort of field or any sport or whatever it might be, any situation, one is never going to be enough. You've got to have a, a series of changes of that ilk to, to be made. Because you know, at the moment, she's going to be the exception that proves a rule. What I want to see next is is a female GM or coach who hasn't played the game to then get oh, the Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. I, that'd be incredible.
0: Can you imagine?
1: Fucking hell. I'm getting excited. Just and young as it. well. Young. Like
0: a like a um, like no. a female John Chaker,
1: nineteen <laughs> behind the bench, straight out of uni. <laughs> never, never even heard of hockey. <laughs> and she has been made the uh, made the GM? That'll be amazing.
0: Oh, that'll be amazing. She'd
1: probably be good. Just get some. I don't know. T-
0: I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm gonna mention this later when we do the draft bit. But no one knows a fucking thing about hockey. You could put you could put my fucking daughter in charge of a team. Their results would just not matter. They're all the same. No one knows anything about hockey and you can't tell me any different.
1: Nobody. No one knows anything. Are you, are you trying to forecast that your first pick in the draft is going to be Lee Stepniak? <laughs> what does it matter? No one knows fucking anything.
0: <laughs> it's, it's true. Hopefully she's a trailblazer because we need more of them.
1: Okay. <sighs> we, could, okay. we could do it with a few more birds around, couldn't we? Yeah, but yeah we could do it with a few more, couldn't we?
0: Did you uh, did you watch the Bobby Ryan documentary uh, on Sportsnet by any chance?
1: Uh, I did not watch. I, I intended to, but then um, I wasn't. His face was just there, and I was like, oh, "I can't be fucking bothered with this." <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to watch. bored, dude. Jesus. No, no offense, to Bobby did you watch Ryan. it? Uh, no, I don't like his face. I was going to, it I saw his face. No, it was. I was. In in. I'm I'm really bad at watching things anyway on my own. I'd rather be doing something than sitting back and watching something. So I was a bit like, oh, I can't what, are be... you, "What are you five? No, I, I can't sit and watch something." No, I'm not saying Jesus. I can't sit down. <laughs> like I'd rather, I'd rather be playing some PlayStation or something than just watching. <laughs> what? So stupid! It's so
0: stupid. All right, Still all right whatever. Oh dear. Fine. What what it. happened
1: in this magic fucking Bobby Ryan documentary that I missed?
0: I will, I was. Hey, it was really good. It was really, really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna. I'll obviously explain to you who didn't do your homework <laughs> and the listeners out there who may have not seen it. But whatever. Well, what's, what's I'm not sure if everyone knows. excuse then? Well, don't have to watch it. We're reporting on it.
1: Reporting on it. Yeah, we're reporters now. Well, did you not know? Reporting on <laughs> <laughs> anyway Fucking inside whatever. scoop <laughs> inside yeah i'm an
0: insider got i hate that term so much all right okay so i don't know if i don't know if everyone knows this or not but bobby ryan's dad beat up his mum really badly he came home one night there was a, an answer phone message on bobby's mum's phone and the dad listened to it and he was in a, a drunken state didn't like what he heard on the, on the other end they didn't say this explicitly but it sounded like it was a guy trying to be with Bobby's mum or something. I don't know if there was anything to that or not, but they never said that explicitly. Bobby's dad goes fucking nuts, like beats up his mum really badly. He gets arrested, obviously, but then jumps bail and flees to California. Bobby and his mum then meet up with the dad about seven, eight months later, and Bobby starts playing hockey in California instead. Changes his name from Robert Stevenson to Bobby Ryan because the dad has obviously changed his name to so it's, avoid suspicion. And so
1: gone. it's with the same dad who had committed domestic assault yes. on the mum? Yes, and that, I, which is
0: why it was fascinating.
1: I had a rough... I'd, I'd read this story about Bobby Ryan before, but I'd forgotten the sort of reason for them jumping state and changing their names to, to evade the law. But yeah, it was to protect the dad. That's horrendous. Yes, pretty much. Horrendous.
0: Yeah. But, they all wanted, but they wanted to stay together. That was the thing. The mum and dad wanted to be together, even after what he'd done, which I'll, I'll get onto in a minute. So they got to California and Bobby said that he was playing in tournaments out there. And at that point, he's playing in tournaments where sort of kids from all over the country are playing. He's playing in these tournaments with these kids and they're saying, oh, hey, Robert. And he's got to say, no, no, my name's Bobby. And they'd say, no, you're, you're Robert Stevenson. And he'd say, no, I'm not. I'm Bobby Ryan. And he'd have to just lie to their face and pretend he was someone else which is insane. That's... That this kid, you know Bobby at this time's like 10 or 11 and he's and like he's been told like you you are not you are no longer Robert Stevenson you are now you know your name is now Bobby Ryan.
1: And that's the thing that's always weirded me out like why as an adult he's obviously I can't ever understand that position or how that would affect how you view, view your own or sort of personality but like as an adult he's kept on this lie of a name to protect his abusive father.
0: I don't know if it's that I'm wondering if it's... Here we go, fucking... Here we go. (laughs) Two Brits, one Puck. Reporters slash psychologists. I'm 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 an insider. I'm I'm
1: inside your brain, (laughs) bruv.
0: I'm a brain insider. That's what I am. I'm wondering (laughs) if it was because the life he had as Robert Stevenson had this terrible ordeal in it. Yeah. And it's his way of compartmentalizing that terrible ordeal. That happened to Robert Stevenson. That didn't happen to Bobby Ryan. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. But anyway, oh, no, this a- the dad and the mum uh, stay together. He then gets caught. The dad got caught because he tried to get, he tried to rent out a video with
1: a blockbuster card
0: <laughs> and it pinged up and the FBI <laughs> found him because of a blockbuster
1: card. Wait, he had, Can a, you imagine? He had a, a Stevenson blockbuster card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and well, it pinged up. Idiot. Why wouldn't you just take out a new one? I bet. Surely it's got to be fucking, know. Especially back then in like the early 2000s or whatever, it's got to be piss easy to get a blockbuster card.
0: Dude, it wasn't though, was it? It was mad. I went in to get one once. I took my I took my driving license and my passport. And the guy said, yeah, that's no good. I said, what do you mean it's no good? He said, you need something like a letter with your address in it, like your gas bill. I said, mate, I said, this fucking thing gets me into other countries, but I can't rent out fucking under siege with it. <laughs> what are you talking about? And he said, "No, you need something with a you need a letter." We did. I was like, "Oh, right, whatever. This is ridiculous. I had to go back and get a letter with my name and address on it, not my passport." You need Give a fucking mail.
1: signed reference from two previous employers to rent out a yeah. video.
0: You need a, you need a note from your mum to get a blockbuster card. So anyway, so Bobby's dad goes to goes to prison. He then gets released, but the state.
1: What? did you, did you laugh God, sorry, go on sorry what it's just just thinking of him going to prison for for trying to rent a video from Blockbuster
0: <laughs> also that's not why he went to
1: prison because he couldn't he goes, provide, he goes, provide his gas bill <laughs> <laughs> he went to Blockbuster jail <laughs> <laughs> you
0: couldn't provide a gas bill
1: (laughs) oh god
0: (laughs) have you got a gas bill sir no I don't the guy starts pushing the big red button under the desk (laughs) like the panic button there's a a guy here with no gas bill
1: is this about the the stuff in New Jersey the Stevens and stuff the what no no this is about the the blockbuster what (laughs) What are you talking about
0: loads of police turn up in like blue
1: and yellow suits (laughs) (laughs) with the blockbuster police with bits of bits of fabric missing in the corner (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, oh anyway.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: So, you know, his dad realizes, right. I can, the jig's up, I'm going to prison. He gets out before Bobby's draft, but the state puts a restraining order against him. The mum doesn't want the restraining order. She said that she went to court, I think six or seven times to get the restraining order lifted. But the state said they wouldn't do it because they feared for her safety. They thought she wasn't in like her right mind to get it lifted. Yeah, like a deprivation of liberty type thing. Yeah. So they were not meant to be together at all. But his dad didn't care. His dad went to the draft anyway with the mum and going to Bobby's draft got his dad under house arrest for 18 months, which is insane. And this is kind of... I mean, Bobby Ryan's done... I mean, Christ, I can't even imagine that life like as a kid. I mean, I I know for a fact that things from your childhood will rear up at some point in your life later on down the line, and it can have an effect. And clearly it has had an effect on Bobby because he's, you know, his, his yeah, I mean, struggles have been documented. But we've done this, we've done this especially. We're the first to jump on here and slate people who've done something wrong or said the wrong thing, and we say... You know, no second chances. The things that are unforgivable and that kind of thing. And to me, obviously, what his dad did, in my opinion, is unforgivable.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Yet this this lady, Bobby's mum, has forgiven him, and they've moved on. And it's easy to say. I think it's easy to sit back and just say, "Oh, yeah, well, clearly she's not thinking right, or she's this put-down woman, or she, you know, she doesn't know what she's really, or that kind of thing." But we, I think, we're too quick sometimes to jump in on that. And I think sometimes we should just say, you know what, if she's forgiven him, maybe I should just say, okay then, let's just all move on with our lives kind of thing. And clearly Bobby's had to forgive him as well because they're, st- they're still together now. And-, and during the whole thing, she was saying, I didn't want anything to happen to him. I didn't want him to stop seeing Bobby. I didn't want th- to be a restraining order. And it's, it, it is a massive, it's a massive, massive gray area. But I just I just found that side of it incredibly fascinating.
1: Yeah, like it's it's always an interesting concept, like people who can forgive... For me especially, if if you're laying hands on someone you love in such a an extreme way that the police have to be involved and you have to fucking jump state to avoid prison time, like I can't get how you you forgive. Like, it'd take an an immensely bigger person than I am to forgive. Yeah, meet Someone for that, but yeah, I, no idea, no idea. That's a crazy story though, isn't it? And to think that that child then grows up to be an arguably internationally renowned sports star.
0: I know, kind of laughed and talked, about, and talked about parenting on here before and what lengths would you go to, to to make sure your child's happy and that kind of thing. And his dad risks going to prison just to see Bobby get drafted. And and like the what his dad did was terrible. But if I said to you, like, would you would you risk prison to see your son walk up on stage for two minutes? I mean, I don't know, like the, to me, that clearly shows that the love that dad had for Bobby was really pure and true because he's he's risking going to prison just for that and again it's i can't like it's it's such a mad thing and i'm I, i'm i'm really torn on this kind of well the guy's clearly a piece of shit for what he did but i'm also thinking well he obviously loved his son so much that he was like i don't care this is like i have to see like bobby's worked his entire life to do
1: this i have to be there when he does it yeah this this is a particularly different one where the mum has like forgiven him forgiven the dad more than the average thing because there are plenty of other situations like that where very selfish oh, gotcha. people are, are ignoring restraining orders or whatever it might be to impose yeah. themselves on a child's life even though that's that's not good for the child or not good for for the other parent involved or whatever it might be. So yeah, crikey, I, I can't even get my head around, around it and it's just an interesting... An interesting look at how different people view different situations and how varied life can be, you know what I mean?
0: I've talked about this before, I think. I remember back in the day watching a Jeffrey Dahmer documentary when he was sat with his dad and interviewed Jeffrey. The interviewer interviewed Jeffrey and his dad at the same time. For those of you who don't know who Jeffrey Dahmer is, (laughs) look him up. He's quite famous for doing something terrible with people. He ate them. I watched this documentary when I was about 19 and at the end, the interviewer says to Dharma's dad, "Have you got anything you want to say to Jeffrey?" And he just he just turns to his cannibalistic son and says to him, "You know, I'm really sorry that this happened to your son. You know, you know I love you. I'll always love you." He's like, "I love you too, Dad. I'm, I don't know what happened. I'm so it all went wrong. I'm so sorry." And they have this massive hug. And I'm and I'm 19, screaming at the TV, going, "He ate people! Why are you hugging him? You mad bastard! Don't hug him! He ate people!" And then I had a kid, and I just thought, if Georgia gets to 22, 23, 24 or something, and she becomes, I don't know, some international crime thief or, I don't know, something. Fucking Jane Ripper. Am I I going to say, am I going to say, that's it? I'm disavowing her from my life. And I'm thinking, no, I probably wouldn't. She's still my daughter. What? After all that time you spent with that child, all that love you've given them, all that energy and everything and effort to get them to a point in life, and then they fuck up massively... Is it that
1: easy to just then cut them off? And clearly it isn't. It's that thing of, that classic one of, oh, you'll always be a baby to me. And, and that yeah. is 100% it. Because you, you look at your, anyone who's got a child out there, you know, however old they are when they were a baby, that is the most pure thing that they are. Like they haven't done anything wrong. I think that natural sort of like child rearing instinct will stay with you forever. You'll always have that memory of, of your kid being 18 months old and learning to speak or learn to walk or whatever it might be like it will yeah, just sure. stick with you forever and that's the only way you can view your child sort of thing
0: the bob documentary it's really good really really good i, I recommend it. it's on youtube so you can anyone can watch it but yeah i liked it it's good let's get to the main event but before we do we are on spotify itunes google podcasts youtube and other places where there are sounds please do not forget to be a ruddy good sport and leave a five-star review as well And this part of the show is brought to you in conjunction with the good people over at Wave Intel. While all around you are bored, jump onto Wave Intel and enjoy a raft of hockey info, including comparison charts for players and teams, GM draft tracking and deployment graphs. The best thing about Wave Intel is right now it's social distance friendly. Wave Intel online and on Twitter, being smart so you don't have to. All right, before we got to this draft, I wanted to mention last week's. This was really interesting because I said to you after this show, or maybe I said to you on the show, I thought you'd won it. And it was, and it turned out that it was pretty much a draw. And it was wildly different opinions again. I had Team A, you had Team B, and comments ranged from it's clearly Team A, the only part of Team B that's any good is Left D, to why on earth would anyone pick Team A? What I got from this was it seems that people just hone in on one or two players and judge the whole team based off of them and that's it. <sighs>
1: I think it's, it's again, down to what individuals value, especially where we're talking about teams on paper and they're fantasy teams. There's no evidence of how these players would play together, any sort of results yeah. they'd actually produce. So it's not like judging your average NHL team where you can you look at the Predators and be like, I'd rather have Brent Burns as my top-parent defenseman, but Ryan Ellis and Roman Yossi work really well together or whatever it might be. I think you're right, there is that element of well, I really like player X. So, if you've picked any other players, like it's it's a no-brainer for me. The interesting things that I saw were looking at our teams in the cold light of day. Your forward depth is much better than mine is. Mine was, I think, it's better at the wings specifically. I think I still believe I've got much better centres than you do. Even I agree, hundred percent.
0: Your centres are your centres are terrifying. Oh,
1: dangerous. What can I say? But then on the wing, you're insanely more your team was much better than mine was. So
0: it's just... My right wing should be illegal. That's how good that right wing was. That was and it yet insane. the knack, Mark Stone and Tarasenko.
1: And there were people <laughs> saying that I had a much better right wing than you did, which is Mad. just so, so curious. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a good exercise because it gets people talking. I think
0: as well, and it showed something we should have known from the start even doing this. After three drafts, we're 1-1-1 because in hockey no one knows or can prove anything it's all just wild <laughs> speculation <laughs> we could do we could we could do 99 drafts and we'll be 33 33
1: and 33 because it's hockey it's beautiful it's be, i don't know how we're going to do a shootout in in the draft term but
0: i don't know i don't know how you do a shootout in a drafting i'm sure we could work something out but it'd be incredibly dull like all shootouts
1: you d- you just have to keep drafting players and until someone can't think of a player,
0: <laughs> just name players. Just name players. Yeah. You've got you've got ten seconds to name a player.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that. What's that Radio Four panel show game? Oh yeah, no like no hes- repeating, hesitation, something, repetition. Something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll would we we'll do that, but with hockey players. <laughs>
0: All right, this week's draft then. We went back to the heady year of 2003. I was a fresh-faced 22-year-old living in Manchester, working in finance, and hating every second of my life. Crazy in Love by Beyonce, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence, and In the Club by 50 Cent were smash hits. Velvet Tratsuits, a la George Costanza, was the big fashion
1: item. Will, how old were you in 2003? I depended on what month of 2003, but I turned 11 in 2003. (laughs) And I... I started secondary school in 2003.
0: Fuck oh, off. I was 22. <laughs> that's fucking
1: mental. That's mental. You are 11 in 2003. No, you weren't, you pup. <laughs> that's that's such a weird thing about age and you know, our views on age, innit? I'd say, you know, we can speak as peers now, and obviously we're mates and that. But you think about a 22-year-old and an 11-year-old, like, it's fucking not in date, isn't it?
0: If we just somehow walked past each other in the street in 2003... And some guy would have tapped me on the and said, "Oh, that lad over there. In sort of 17 years, you'll be like really good mates with him doing a show." I'd have been like, "What? No, well,
1: that's, I, why? How would I know that guy?" He's a bo- or even even earlier when you're 16 and I'm five years old.
0: <laughs> when I'm 11. All right, some boy hasn't been born yet, right? But when he is, get ready. Get <laughs> I know yourself, it's ridiculous. Get
1: yourself down to Eastbourne, lad.
0: 2003 draft is considered one of the greatest ever. It provided a ton of not just NHLers, but actual NHL legends. So we're deciding, of course, to draft the best team we can from players taken in 2003. Uh, this draft is not position locked. We're just drafting forward or defense.
1: Anything you want to mention before we get on with it? I, I want to say you're an absolute fucking worse for not doing position lock on this because I've set up a position locked uh, draft board and it's fucking easy. You're, you're a big old wuss. You're a, a big girl's blouse, as they would have said.
0: I'm trying to keep it a bit different every week if I can, so I didn't want to position like it
1: every week. I sincerely disagree. Even if I got my second choice on, if I picked second on every position or whatever, you'd have a good team. Okay. This well,
0: is, maybe we can look at that at the end then. This is interesting.
1: I'm just going to quickly bring up specifically the centres taken in this uh, draft and make sure that I haven't missed anyone that would be worth taking oh no of course I fucking haven't, uh, maybe, you haven't. maybe him maybe him well no because I cut it off at like we because I thought we were doing position box. so I've only got eight centres on my list eight
0: left oh. <laughs> So if, if I, I get it okay now I get it I'll,
1: the ninth centre was uh, Sidney Crosby yeah I, didn't, I, <laughs> yeah, didn't, I see did okay, not I did not miss okay. that okay. so first okay. o- first overall I'm going to take... I think it's fairly obvious. It's going to be Patrice Bergeron. It's got, <laughs> it's got to be done. Sorry, mate. No. Sorry. No. I don't think it was that much of a question with this. I think he is the best player that's come out of this draft. I think there are some do interesting... You, do you think the greatest 2-way-4-whatever? Yeah, maybe. I think um, Guy Carboneau <sighs> would like a conversation about that.
0: Here's my conversation with him. <laughs> Fuck off, Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Guy you ain't, mate. Soz. Guy. Get over it. I nearly suggested a trade <laughs> in this draft somehow. I'll trade the first overall pick for picks two, three, and four and see if I can still win. Mate, Mate that is... Here's why I didn't do that. Because I thought that would actually made it even more kind of intriguing was can you do it still if you draft away positions two, three, and four? But then I thought when I upload the teams and tag all the people in on Twitter... Is it going to look stupid if I don't take the players taken at two, three, and four? I thought it's just easier for people looking at it cold on a piece of paper that you kind of go, okay, that just went b b b like you know me, you, me, you, me, you. So that's why I didn't do it. Yeah,
1: we've we've we should probably start uploading the draft order. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Just so it's a bit more. We've already had issues with people not understanding the premise. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That one last week was even better. Why did you take Sebastian Ahu over Jack Hughes? Because I couldn't.
1: <laughs> Do you not see? What are you, what are you fucking talking about, mate?
0: <sighs> and the only thing I was going to say was, I knew, I knew you were going to take Bergeron, obviously, but I couldn't decide if I was more disappointed that you took him first or if I'd have then been more angry if you didn't take
1: him first. <laughs> just, out, just out of spite.
0: Because if you just if you'd not taken him first, I would have been furious. But I thought, well I'm gonna be sad that he does take him.
1: Fucking low, I him. no respect for Patrice. Yeah. <sighs> okay, come okay. On. Who who are you gonna take? I think I know who,
0: but Oh mate, you're not doing this already, are you? I think I know who you're gonna take.
1: Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's just like so. who's who's the second best player in the draft, is it? It's like you know, say say this whenever it happens for the 2020 draft. The Senators take Lafreniere, and it's like, well, I think they're gonna say Byfield next, but who knows? It'll be it'll be in like half an hour, when I say, well, I think you're gonna, I know who you're gonna take next. That's when you can call me a dick for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I am
0: taking Ryan Gatzlaff.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Is that who you have? <laughs> no, that's not who I had. But for me, he is, without a doubt, the second best centre in this draft.
0: And as I've explained before, I, I feel at some point, if, if you're off Bergeron, I take someone else. And then you take Getzlaff. That's just stupid then. Yeah, You've got the first yeah, and exactly. second best centres. Did a bit of research on this. Ryan Getzlaff, the best points per game producer in the entire draft.
1: Really? He was really. Yes. It's the thing with this draft. Like we're we're far enough out of it that there are a few players on the list that recent history has not been very kind to. But at the peak yes, of the house, I was going to say that yes. incredible, really good players. Yes. So it's kind of hard to shake that. It's not like they're eighties and nineties players where you you forget their bad years at the end of their careers and only remember the good ones. Yeah. This is like some of these players. Are playing now or have played last season and were shit, and yeah, it's interesting how that you have to kind of shake that thought. And on that subject, with the third overall pick, I'm going to take Shea Weber. Are you really? Oh, don't say that. Interesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go for Shea Weber. I'm going to try and not outthink myself too much. Okay. 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 I I'm. I'm concerned now. I'm very concerned. Because he was so good for a very long time. Well, <laughs> okay. If you say so. I think uh, I don't think the D is that strong. There are some good players.
0: I will say this. Yes, I agree. There is no guy on D who you're like. Well, clearly it's that guy. I, I mean, who else would I take? Well, for, for no, me I be, agree with that.
1: It would be Shea Weber. I don't think anyone else is particularly better than Shea Weber. Well, I'm going to take this guy on D next pick. I'm okay, taking okay. Brad Burns. Yeah, I thought I thought you would. And I think that's yeah. unfair to argue that Brent Burns has had a better career than Shea Weber. <sighs> it's fair enough. It's who who I would have picked. I had I, him four on my board. So I had Bergeron Webber, get gets Burns.
0: Shea Weber's best coursey season was nowhere near Burns. And over his career, his course is nowhere near Burns. And Burns has produced more points per game than Shea Webber. Uh,
1: yeah, fair enough. Fair enough.
0: So I am legitimately... I mean, again, we've done this for a fucking million times. Not that it means anything. Someone's going to see your team and go, Pfft, shit, Weber's in it. I'm picking that team. All right, great. <laughs> fucking... But... Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. But, yes. Uh, quite surprised. Oh, mate. All right Where then. to go next? I think there are certain... certain. Yeah, all right. I'm going to take Ryan Suter next. Try and Okay. <laughs> surprised again. Pad out the Ds. I just think... Yeah, I, I, I think I know... What Are you looking at a forward next? Do you know what? I was, but now I'm thinking...
0: I don't know. This is interesting. I, I There's a player I've got my eye on, okay? And I think I'm going to pick this player and you're going to fall into that trap of judging them based on recent performance instead of when they were fucking unbelievable, which is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at players here when they were amazing and thinking, shit, that guy was... I mean, holy cow.
1: You're taking Brent Seabrook, aren't you?
0: I am taking Brent Seabrook. Are you actually...
1: you <laughs> actually... I am taking I Brent s- Seabrook. I said that as a joke. Jeez, Louise.
0: Um, Dude, you need to look at his figures when he was between two
1: thousand nine two thousand fifteen. Fucking hell. Yeah, mate. Yeah, an playing, absolute animal. Playing animal with, playing with uh, Duncan Keith would do that for you, wouldn't <laughs> it? Dude, he was still so good on that. Yeah. You say I, he you're was say so go the good next. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good player. I'm. There are two. Or, I'm just thinking. Two again, other I, that have thing, taken two other ahead of him. Really? Yeah, yeah, they really are. I don't want
0: to say this again, though. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Seabrook in those like five or six years at his peak. And maybe, maybe, he, I don't know, maybe he, it's he a Duncan Keith thing. He, he
1: was good, but I think he was really good.
0: But he's now you're not putting me Duncan Keith. Now you're putting me Brent Burns. Maybe he'll still be as good. That's he's, such a bad thing. He,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, all right. I think holy shit. This is this is, oh, is fascinating already. Is a really interesting one already. I'm
0: gonna, i love these so much.
1: I'm gonna fucking carry it on. I'm gonna say big buff. I want him. Oh,
0: you motherfucker! Yeah,
1: but why did? Why wouldn't you have taken him?
0: That was my next pick. That was my next pick. Even if even if you had gone forward, my next pick was Bufflin.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I yeah, I would have taken him over Brent Seabrook without a doubt. You know what's interesting,
0: actually, as some of these players, have had, I mean, just I'm thinking, I just I kind of had a quick look at course and I did a few points per game things, but. Over the course of their careers, some of them have been wildly up and wildly down. Shea Weber's course, has a 10% difference at its highest and lowest peaks. That's crazy, isn't it? Whereas, whereas Bufflin's has always been around 53, which as you look at his, like it's kind of like 51, 52, 55, 54. 50, he's, he's been very, his entire career, he's been, he's been very steady. Yeah. Whereas Weber's just, I mean, all over the place.
1: But he's, but, been, he's been on like a, a variety of you know, varying quality teams, isn't he?
0: That is true. That is true. There you go.
1: I'm, oh. Oh, shit,
0: well now you've put me in a little pickle, are not you, you son of a bitch? Yeah, I'd like to think I have. <laughs> do I do that?
1: <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited already. Oh, Today's uh, background viewing is, uh, I think it's game four of the Western Conference Final from 2008. It's uh, Detroit-Nashville. You've got Lidstrom, you've got Datsuk, you got Zetterberg, you've got Shea Weber, Ryan Suter. Alex Radulov in a Nashville Predators jersey don't see that very often god that's weird isn't it that's fucking weird who Dominic Ashek is playing for the Rebbings <laughs> fucking yes legends go on, who are you taking
0: I've got to take I've got to take D because there's plenty of there's enough depth on forward lines okay yeah yeah, yeah I'll ta- I've will got to take this guy because he's the best option left I'll take Dion Phaneuf
1: yep cool I, I was hoping you wouldn't and then I'd then you'd just be left with utter tat for the rest of it <laughs> Yeah,
0: there's he, a couple that are okay, yeah. but yeah I get what you're saying. Yeah,
1: perfect, perfectly fine players, but no one that you'd want no, no one that you'd want <laughs> he's exactly who I was thinking of when I was saying about players who did not get the respect. In recent memory has not been kind to them, like Dion Fanoff was fucking incredible at the height of his powers. Yeah, he was, fantastic Okay, so we've done that. Yeah, I think I'm going to solidify my top four, because I'm not too worried about other positions. I'm going to take Brayden Coburn to round out <sighs> my top four because he was also very good. He was a very yeah, good guy. Yeah, You fucker, right? For fuck's sake. Yeah, sorry mate. I just don't really like what's left. This is this is what? your bottom three D though, so it doesn't matter too
0: much. True, true. There's a sneaky there's a sneaky little. Not too bad there. What's there? Well, that means I've got to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what's happening right now let's get
1: out of the way is it Bruno Gervais that you're going to take <laughs> well, R- Ricky's uncle uh, yeah <laughs> okay this might
0: again This may, maybe this will surprise you I don't know but looking into his numbers decent I bear in mind the word saying decent not good decent offensive production for uh, for a a D-man I'm taking Toby Enstrom
1: yeah yeah that's that's I think who I'd have taken out of who's left he was good he was good and he, if only you'd taken Big Buff they were a decent enough pair together
0: a <laughs> shame. Toby Enstrom, out of all the D men, sixth highest points per game production. i would never think of that.
1: No, no, no. But he, no. he was always good. I nearly always like a,
0: he, nearly half a point a game.
1: Feels like he called it a day earlier than, than he could have, sort of thing. But I think he just age caught up with him. You know how it is. Yeah, 719 games he played. It's not bad. It's not bad at all, is it? Okay, then. All right. <sighs> I suppose a better one. It's
0: like fucking one centre each and four D. There we go.
1: Glad we got that sorted <laughs> out. It. I love it. Let's <laughs> let's remedy that. I'm gonna take Eric Stoll. I'm gonna take him. Are you fucking fucking fuck? Yeah, good. Cool. That's fucking up. hell. Glad I made the right choice. Ah. Uh, he was alright, wasn't he? Again, he's, this is He's a, still alright. I really
0: I really didn't think you would notice this. Second highest points per game. Of any player taken in the draft. Yeah, he was really,
1: really fucking good. Yeah, he was fucking amazing. He and, and arguably is still really fucking good. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. That's really annoying. Yeah, sorry, mate. And uh, I thought I'd sneak that one. You wish. You we wish. need to get
0: more we need to get more obscure with these drafts so you just forget people. <laughs> I need to go back to like nineteen seventy three or something.
1: <laughs> um I get I guess I'll take Dave Murphy. <laughs> he was a right winger?
0: Yeah, alright.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I'll go, ah, ha ha! I can't believe you miss Fred Johnson, you fucking idiot. Oh <laughs> my
1: god. He scored hundred goals yeah. in twenty one games in nineteen seventy four.
0: <laughs> How have I not heard about this? That was it, that was during the no goalie era. How can I not remember that rule?
1: <laughs> Mate, I've just seen the fucking dominator get chased. That's mental. Oh.
0: oh no shit, I was gonna say something then and now I can't. Hang on, i be... remind me, remind me of that in a bit.
1: All right, <sighs> okay. Oh, it's only 3 right. one. You're pulling Dominic Ash for Chris Oscar, and that's fucking mental. On um, there's one player, one player that I'm really interested to see where he goes. Oh, and two actually, three. Fucking Mate,
0: th- you. Uh- God, I'm saying that I ten, that remind me of ten things now. I've got the absolute hipsterish of hipster picks later on if it's still if it's still there. I've, I've
1: got one that I think is a little bit, a little bit out there, but I just two.
0: I got two. I got two that one is one is well maybe you can see it, and one is just full on, full on man bun like all the way. One hundred percent fucking man bun. One hundred percent man bun. Who's taking? I need forward. What do forwards do they produce points? I'm taking the player with the fourth best points per game. That's one of my stats okay. I looked at. Okay. Can you tell? I'm taking Zach Parise.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I I never saw it, but he was fucking phenomenal. God damn it! I have stall picks killing oh, oh, Yeah. Right. Sorry about that. I kind I kind of don't want to, but I also feel like I have to. I'm gonna take. Oh oh, I don't know. I was gonna say something, but I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't know if it's true. Yeah, cool. The uh, the only MVP selected in this generational draft. I'm taking Corey Perry. Good choice, mate. Because he was yeah. he was right. he was really really good for a little bit. He was real good.
0: It's a, it's amazing looking at these players' careers, that how good they were during their peaks. They were unbelievable. Some of them were just, just like that, those figures can't be true. Those stats cannot be true. Yeah. And even, even, again, which, I'll, as I said, remind me of the hashtag thing, something I'll talk about in a minute, just absolutely floored me. And I would never have guessed at a billion years, but I'll come back to that in a minute.
1: I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: <sighs> All right, you've taken Corey Perry because you're a star's homer. That's fine.
1: So, <laughs> okay. Have you, have you just duplicated a player in your list?
0: <laughs> I'm taking Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> <laughs> This is a player I've just said. This is somebody people will just not, will absolutely not believe at his peak was this good. I'm taking Dustin Brown. Okay. Do you know? Yeah. Of every, every player, only two players on the entire list have had seasons with a Corsi over 60%, and he's
1: one of them. Well, it's easy when you play the line with uh, Duncan <laughs> Keith, isn't Duncan it? Duncan Keith. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the other player to do it is Patrice Bergeron, who's done it three
1: times because, of course but whatever. He, he, he was a good player. He was a good player. He just, he's been bad for so long though. It's the problem. I know. With, I, yeah, how, I agree. Like, I agree. It's it's not like, you it's just, been a couple of years and he's he's not been good since 2014. No. And even then, he was not particularly incredible.
0: Yeah. I want to, yeah, I want to, I think it was, yeah, 14, the 14, 15 season when he just started to go downhill. But
1: before that, fantastic. So good. Very, very good player. Okay, is is a good um, reaction to Perry as well? I like it. All right, who've you got? Uh, speaking of Kings teams, I'm going to take Jeff Carter because I fucking love him. Oh, okay, that surprises me. Yeah, yeah, I think I I can understand it, but I I think he's very, very, very good. Well, and I think he never never had a season with a point per game ever. Yeah, but who needs to score goals <laughs> when you're really cool? It's true. <laughs> And handsome. <laughs> what can I say? He is very handsome, to be fair.
0: He is a handsome body. See, he's underrated. Jeff Carter's underrated, und- good-looking. Und- I think he's underrated, good-looking guy.
1: <laughs> he definitely... He never gets Never gets a lot of shout-out. Maybe because he's missing all teeth. Teeth? Who needs teeth? <laughs> Especially when you're playing in the NHL, training in for goals, mate. Ex- exactly. I wonder if you're going to... That makes my choice. Well, I, I was going to say, I wonder if you're going to take the other, the other side of the coin...
0: It kind of made my. You actually give me an easier choice there. Then I'm taking it. I'll take Joe Pavelski. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought you would. Have t- I thought you would have taken him. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. Don't know why. Just didn't. I just. I'm blinded by my love for Jeff Carter. Yeah. <laughs> blinded by his handsomeness. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Just. Do you ever get those players that, for, for absolutely no reason whatsoever, just like right. I really like him.
0: I was thinking we should that could be a draft that we'd do, but that would be pointless because there'd be no actual, like tangible kind of, it's just guys we like. And that's just
1: crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the bad player draft. Yeah, the bad player you secretly like draft. Um, Let's let's just keep the party going. I'm going to say Mike Richards. <gasps> Are you really? I am, yeah, because Mike Richards was really, really, really good. He was really very good. If you're taking fucking Dustin Brown, I'm taking White Richards. Yeah, no, it's
0: like, you're surprising me. You're surprising me, mate. I'll be honest were no, some of I mean, these picks. I mean, Not in a bad way. Just surprising. It's, it's
1: fair enough. A little bit. It's gonna get even more surprising
0: later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, just just you wait. Just you wait. This is one of my first hipster picks.
1: <sighs>
0: a surprising, a surprising point producer. If you look at the figures, okay, uh, I'm yeah.
1: thinking Thomas Vanek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, see Va- Vanek's almost like I wouldn't necessarily call it hipster, but it's it's like a it's like a risky one. It's it's one of like I don't know. You have to go against your better judgment, even though your better judgment is probably wrong.
0: Dude, his seat is horrendous. He was, he was, he was <laughs> so a,
1: bad. He was a very he was an extremely good player, but not a good teammate. <laughs> Christ, not so. at
0: same, all. Same career points per game as Joe Pavelski, and only 0.01 less than Zach Parise.
1: This is the thing. This is where I wasn't that fussed about Pavelski. I think at, at the height of their powers, I think Carter and Richards were better players. Hmm. That's just my thinking. Do
0: you know what? Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that thinking. Thanks. I don't hate it. I don't
1: like it. <laughs> I, don't, but I don't hate it. I'm not a fan. I'm not going to subscribe to it, but it doesn't yeah. enrage me. I think I'm going to have to be a little bit of a of a homer again and and say Louis Erickson. I think I am. I'm going to say Louis Eriksson because he was a good player. He was a very good player. Okay. There there are a couple of elephants in the room that nobody has addressed. I think we're just going to just going to let them lie dormant. <laughs> <For now. laughs>
0: I hate it when you say that. I hate it when you say that. I see what you're saying. There's a couple of players that are just still that's, not being taken. Let's just
1: let's just not take any goalies yet. Let's just let's just wait. <laughs> Well, it seems as though you've read my mind, young William. you go for it. You're taking him. You're getting ready for this? Taking him. Are you ready for this? Oh, I oh, Right, so you're either going to take... <laughs>
0: Are you ready? <laughs> Here we go. Right. This yeah. is... Get your... Do me a favour, right? Put your eye-rolling eyes in right now <laughs> and get your and get your giggly laugh track ready. You you've fucking... done to me
1: every fucking week. I'm such a piece of <laughs> shit. Go on, just take him. I'm taking Corey Crawford. Oh, I think you're going to say take
0: Yara out. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm taking Corey Crawford because I, because. Uh, hang on, hang on. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, 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 I kind of get it. Like, because flurry fucking.
0: As we said, we were trying to. We're disappear. talking here. You've got to look at. You've got to look at peak powers, because you can't judge players. As we said, I mean, Jeff Carter, Dustin Brown. There's there's loads of players. Thomas Vanek, all these players, that have fallen off. No doubt about it. Corey Crawford fallen off but that 13 cup run he was really good really really good
1: but then so I'll, I'll get it out of the way i'm gonna take flurry next is there not an argument okay. that flurry who dragged the golden knights to to a standing cup final has got a higher peak than than crawford does
0: it could be it could be but think about this think about this who else is on my defense brent seabrook See chemistry, Wells. Chemistry. <laughs> chemistry. Think about it. See, I'm thinking Ultimate Team as well, eh? Yeah. <laughs> got to have some chemistry in there.
1: Uh, you've got to get those green bars going, haven't you? <laughs> got to get the green bars
0: going, mate. That's what you got to do.
1: See, part of me, part of me wonders if we're going pure peak of their powers. Do you take Yara Halak over Corey Crawford? I think that that would be a brave pick and not necessarily a wrong one.
0: I agree. Do you know what it is with? Do you know what it is with Halak? It's sample size. It's sample size. What was that season Halak had? He played. He's like, he's only have had one season where he's played more than five. Get I think I think no. I think six games in the playoffs, and that was that one season where he was godlike.
1: So you just say five games, full stop.
0: <laughs> no, in his playoff career, he's played thirty games, whereas Corey Crawford's played close to ninety.
1: Yeah, and
0: I just I would still I would still take Corey Crawford. Like we said last week about something, if you want to argue with me that Halak's a better choice than Crawford of looking at a peak, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe Halak's then the best goalie in this draft if you're looking at a one-season peak, especially post-season. Holy oh, yeah. shit.
1: Jeez it's, And it's it's that hard thing with goalies, especially of like, if Halak's that Blackhawks goalie, or are you talking about Halak in a very different situation? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But Crawford's very good, so I don't I don't hate the Crawford pick. I think he's the most consistent goalie.
0: Yes, absolutely, yeah, and this is this is what I was going to say about the uh, when you said about Hashek. If you'd have said to me, out of all the goalies since nineteen ninety nine, so I'm looking at the last twenty years, because I looked, I looked at, I was cu- this was more a curiosity thing about goalies' save percentage and goals against. If you'd have said to me which goalie, since nineteen ninety nine, has the best goals against average, of event of you know of all the, the Stanley Cup winning goalies, I would not have chosen Jonathan Quick. I would have picked Trap Devils. Yeah, you do over that.
1: Yeah, well, even if, if even and Brodows after... was one point. Go on, go on. I was going to say even even after ninety nine like two thousand and three, they were still a very good team. What was yeah, yeah. like one point six eight or something?
0: Uh, Brodows in two thousand was one point six one, and in two thousand and three was one point six five. That's crazy.
1: That's still crazy,
0: isn't it? Crawfords had do 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 only one goalie in the last. Uh, since two thousand nine has a better goals against than Crawford. And that was Jonathan Quick in eleven, uh, sorry in twelve. Sorry, two thousand twelve. Sorry, yeah. and Crawford's in thirteen was one point eight four. What was Jonathan Quick's goals against average in two
1: thousand twelve? Oh fucking in the playoffs, one point five nine or something like that. Dude, one point four one. That's fucking mad. <laughs>
0: Do you know what his save percentage was as well?
1: Nine forty or something like that. <laughs> 946 there's a reason that people think he's a good goalie
0: there's a reason yeah there's a reason people he, think he's a good goalie it, the best goals against average and the best save percentage of any goalie in the last 20 years is John Quick and it's kind of not close really it's kind of not close Looking at just just looking at those two numbers and, and what do we say we're not we're not talking about a kings defense in 2012 that's lauded as the best ever defense it was good but we're not talking about you know, like we're saying, we're not if you're we're not saying there's maybe the greatest D men ever playing on that team. It's supposed like to one point four one and nine forty six is
1: fucking insane. It's interesting though that he's you know, for a position that is so often regarded as voodoo that John Quick holds those insane numbers and is arguably remembered as the most fluky goalie. Not fluky, but you know, like he's He's unorthodox. He's whatever it might be. Like he doesn't strictly yeah. get respect as a as a skilled, talented goalie, does he?
0: Absolutely, absolutely not. But dude, one point four one nine forty six. That's fucking, It's just
1: that's unreal. bonkers. <laughs> bonkers is definitely the word for it.
0: Who uh, who are you going to say? Anyway,
1: I got to go forward because we're getting a bit into the uh, bit into the weeds here, aren't we? Bit into the dregs. All right.
0: Okay, here's one. Here's one for you. Here's one of my hipster picks. You ready?
1: Oh, okay, gone.
0: Didn't play many games. In fact, I think God, where is he down on this list? Oh, yes. Yes, He's T- about twenty fifth, twenty-sixth overall on games played, something like that. Ooh. I'll take Nathan Horton.
1: Yeah, good choice. Very good choice. If he if he didn't mash his back up, crying. Yeah, crying he was, shame. He was a really Absolute good player. Shame. Really, really yep. good player. I think I'm I'm not gonna mess around though, and speaking to people with back issues, I'm gonna take Ryan Kessler. Oh, you sneaky boy. That was my next one. That for me was was the last forward left that was a relatively sure thing to take. You know what I mean? There's, the interesting thing about this draft is like the first round actually produced a lot of very good players.
0: Yeah, it did, yeah.
1: Which is just interesting. Because you know, often you get... It's more spread out sort of thing with the hits and you get a lot of first round busts. But this one's been pretty deep as far as first round legends that were taken. I mean,
0: it is ridiculously deep, isn't it's it? middle. Considering. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Considering what we've seen in some of the drafts we've done, like in 2012.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which is just fucking, just absolute dross. Speaking of dross, now now I think we're... <laughs> there's, there's one forward left that I'd say stands out above the rest and I still wouldn't particularly want to take him. I'm taking my
0: boy i got to do it. i got to do it. <laughs> go on. I'm taking Big Dave back. As big Dave. You
1: know what, a, what a Big Dave. What a oh, Big go Dave. Go on, Big Dave.
0: You know what? A fucking hell of a guy and a consummate professional.
1: Fucking, fucking absolutely legend.
0: It's not his fault they fucking gave him a terrible contract. <laughs> do you want to... You like hipster
1: picks, don't you, Dan?
0: Oh, don't do this to me. Don't pick this guy. I'm going to be so upset if you pick who I
1: think you're going to take. I hope, I hope it is who, who you... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invoke the, the now Yakubov role. I'm, I'm going to take Andrei Kostitsin.
0: Oh! Okay, that's not who I thought. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, uh,
1: okay, there's one other person that I. <laughs> Maybe two other people. I might take the other person that I'm thinking of because <laughs> I really want to take him. But I think Andrei Kostitsin is, is like a classic example of he was perfectly decent and, you know, would have done better if, if he wasn't Russian
0: which means i've got to take this player because i can't believe i'm saying this but statistically this is my best this is the best player left on the board at this point for me gone on. only played 421 games but i'm taking a, i'm taking nikolai Zerdev.
1: <laughs> mate that's crazy that's mental i i like it dude I'm glad, I'm glad we're getting into this this level i got on. one two three four i, I haven't even six, looked six, seven, at eight, eight, i know he was nine, kind ten. of good but he wasn't
0: yeah, I can't. There isn't a sample size there, but statistically, for for forwards anyway, statistically for forwards, are points alone, he was the tw- he was the twelfth best player in this draft.
1: Mate, he played.
0: And at this point, that's what I'm just going to go on because it's like my third line guy. So fucking why
1: not? He, he played six seasons in the NHL and three of them were over fifty points, and yet he's remembered as like one of the biggest busts of all time. <laughs> I know. It's a weird one. I probably should have taken him over because it's in, but um Too late for that really. Don't get it?
0: me wrong. If you'd have taken Zerdev in the fourth or third round, you're like, great, fucking what a steal this is, but <laughs> because he went where he went, it's yeah, it's not great.
1: Yeah, not that. yeah, four v rule. But then No, no. Someone's gotta have been taken over four rule. Yet another week where I'm having to add in names for your list.
0: I mean this says to me that I'm doing my homework and you're not. So I think absolutely, absolutely.
1: I'm just I'm just sorting it alphabetically and taking taking players. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You want a bit of uh, you want a bit of homework there, dear boy? I'm gonna take Milan Meholek with my next pick.
0: Ooh, that was gonna be one of mine. Okay, that was gonna be one of my another, sneaky ones. Another
1: naughty little go on, chuck him in, see what happens. He was good. He is he did good. He done. He done. Did pretty good. Four hundred forty six points in seven hundred forty seven games. What more? What more do you want? Exactly. Probably taken in the draft again. Uh, sixth overall. God, but you, you see for six overall. <laughs> it's not. It's not bad though, is it?
0: It's not bad. Again, yeah, it's not bad. To be fair, it's not
1: bad. It's not. He. He had more points than Nathan Horton, I think. Yes, he did. And he played more no. games.
0: There you go, Nathan Horton. Bust. Who did it here first? <laughs>
1: Absolutely bust. If only he tried harder. Absolute bust. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> now. <laughs> Now, we're really getting into interesting territory. Do you know what? I'm going to go D, because why not? Yep, I felt that coming. I thought we needed to, uh, we've got to round it out. I think, uh, yeah, I think I know there's two players that you're going to pick between. Every time I pick a player,
0: I don't know why, I get this weird... Kind of nervousness that you're just gonna <laughs> chuckle and then say, "Well, I better write his name in then," <laughs> like you just did
1: <laughs> every time. To, to be fair, I should I should have on my list. I probably should have instead instead of Drew Miller, like who I don't think is getting that's taken just at this your, point. Uh, Yeah,
0: that's just your anti-Russian bias showing its head again. <laughs> it's absolutely if there's one thing I hate is skilled Russians. It's true, and that's why soon you'll be working for the Canadians, Wait. right? Uh D
1: Go on, take him. You know I'm gonna take.
0: Way. I'm gonna take Matt Carl. Yeah, yeah,
1: cool. I like it. I thought it was gonna be him or him or Mathot.
0: Are you taking Mathot?
1: Uh, I'm not taking Mathot? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Kevin Klein because I don't know why, but I like him.
0: <laughs> so he goes into that team as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't bad though for a, for a third pair in D man.
0: No, no, fine, that's fine. He uh, he was
1: good with the Rangers at the end. So I think we've both got one D left to take, and there's. A handful of forwards left to take. Right, I've got to do a fourth line. I don't know about you. I assume the same.
0: I I've stopped trying to I've stopped trying to um, predict what you're going to do. Like before the show, I just I'm just now trying to get as much information
1: on my screen as I can, and then react to your picks <laughs> when you pick them. And yeah, I've started doing a bit of like. Linked players, if that makes sense. So, like, okay, if you take this player, then I should take that player in a reaction yes, because I want yes. to make sure that I've got that covered. Like, Getzlaff and Bergeron were linked, Weber and Burns were linked, sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Was it pa- uh, was it um, Pavelski and Carter as well, like, kind of thing?
1: Nah, not so much because like, I think, no? apart from Bergeron and Getzlaff, the rest of those centres, or oh, there's a slight like, like, oh. style, Carter, Pavelski, and Richards are all. Close enough, yeah. True, they, true. Yeah, if you get a couple out of those, you're all right. I'm gonna round up my decor, get it finished off. Go on, hit, hit me. Yeah, I'll take Mark my thought. Why not? He was he was a good, perfectly good D Man, maybe. No, nobody really knows. <laughs> As you can tell by my why not pick, one of the best. I'm starting to worry that I've missed a D Man, because <laughs> the only D Man I've got left on my list is Bruno Gervais, and.
0: Uh, there's probably a couple you could have... Are you, well, are you, are you
1: taking him? Nah, I'm not. I'm going to take Jan Hader instead. That was a much better pick. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, that's go. That's why, because I'd done it position-wise, so there weren't any right D left. I remember I remember exactly what had happened. I shouldn't have been looking at centres. I should have been looking at D-man. Locked into one there. Jeez Louise. Jan Hader. Fucking lucky that.
0: Okay. Let's go with... Let's go with Matt Molson.
1: Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with Matt Mawson, really. He was pretty good for a bit.
0: Okay, three three forwards and a goalie left each.
1: Exciting times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get... I'd say Lee Stempniak. Because all jokes aside, like he was a decent, versatile forward for a long time. Played a lot of games. Considering his... I don't, I don't want to say lack of skill set, but you know what I mean?
0: I mean, yeah, he's NHL's Robbie Savage. Let's just say, well, <laughs> you yeah. know, let's just say it as it is. Let's be,
1: let's be frank about <laughs> it. Let's not let's make no bones about this. I don't. I don't know enough about Lee Stempniak as a person to uh, comment on whether he was anything like Robbie Savage. Well, no,
0: he's, in a, he's in an NHLer, will so he must be good in the room. I'm sure he's a great guy. You know,
1: works hard for the team, gets put pucks in deep. I'm sure he's fucking lovely. How's he almost done a thousand games? There's so many players like fucking Andrew Cogliano played a thousand games this year. He's he's a good player, but a thousand games, a thousand. <laughs> if he can
0: do it, anyone can do it. All right. After feeling after feeling like an idiot last week, even though it didn't matter in the end because people don't seem to care that I had spent a night as a backup goalie on my team. No one seems to nobody seemed <laughs> no, to give no two shits. Nobody high. went. Nobody went and went. Hang on a minute. Look at the backup goalie situation in TMA. That's terrible. It's a guy who's never even played a oh, game.
1: Why didn't you I'm take Nigel Dools time
0: Yeah. <laughs> why do you take Chris Osgood from 2008? <laughs> uh, I'm taking Yarrow Halak as
1: yep. my backup goalie. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'll leave him there then as you don't need him. I'm going fucking Maverick again, mate. Don't even worry about it. I'm taking Nigel Dawes Your motherfucker! The, the Kazakh oh, the Kazakh legend himself. That was my guy. Was that was that, oh, your, was that your man bum pick?
0: That was my man bun pick. Oh my god, I am devastated. I'm more devastated by that so, than the Bergeron pick. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Oh, God. such a good choice. That's your
1: a fucking Fucking
0: hell. Yeah, four hundred sixty-two points in four hundred ninety-six KHL games.
1: It's crazy. And oh. and he's he's like the quintessential fuck this, I'm going to go be a legend somewhere else. Yeah. He's probably made loads of money.
0: Dude, the amount of picks you've taken that was my legitimately like my neck, he was my next pick. I was thinking there's no way, I'll take a like now, there's no way he's going to take Nigel Dawes
1: with this pick. Fucking hell. Because why why not? Who am I going to take fucking Eric Fair? I'd (laughs) I'd rather roll the dice on Mr. Dawes.
0: All right. I'm going to pander to the crowd now because I think people are going to pick a team with more names on it than not. So forget points per game now. I'm just going purely based off
1: appearances of what's left. Purely, purely 900- uh, name brand, pal.
0: Yeah, name brand, name brand. 917 games played. I'm taking Cal Broziak.
1: <laughs> oh, mate. Well oh, that's, a, that's a million pick.
0: <laughs> what did I just say? I don't like it. I'm doing it to please the crowd. I'm going to be a dirty slut about it. That's
1: fucking, that's <laughs> fucking disgusting.
0: It is It's gross. I don't like it's it. It's completely gross,
1: I agree. There's nothing I like about that. But dude, he played 917 what games. Did, what did we just say? Like, any, any man can play fucking 1,000 games in yeah. the NHL. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. You don't, you don't need Ridiculous. to be to anything special.
1: Fucking no. Carl puns. I'm going to take Patrick Eves because he's a fucking legend.
0: Oh, my God. I fucking missed that guy. I'm so glad you haven't taken that guy.
1: Because that's your team done.
0: Holy shit.
1: Is it? Am I Am I really done? I've got one left, haven't I? You got your goalie. Oh, shit, yeah. I suppose so. Go on, then. Who, who, go. who did I miss, then? Thank God. You missed the ultimate good in the room guy. You missed Brian Boyle. <sighs> Yes. See, again, this is where I've been stuffed over because I, I didn't put him down because he wasn't one of the eight best centres.
0: <laughs> probably should There you go, you see. But oh, it's all come full circle. You did miss somebody off at the start.
1: Oh thank you. Brian Boyle. <laughs> should have taken Boyle over Brodsky at personally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you know what? You're absolutely right. I was just looking at games played and went, oh, Brodsky at 9.17, that'll do. And then we went down, oh shit, there's him. I didn't see him.
1: I fucking <laughs> love Brian Boyle as well. Me too, me too. You bastard. Well, Jimmy Howard's going to be my backup goalie.
0: That's not a bad place to be, is it? That's nah, not terrible. Could... I was curious if you're going to go for a little uh, little Brian Elliott there at the end. <laughs> oh, no, fucking, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'd rather die. Is name that... recognition, name recognition. I will take.
1: It's Drew Miller in it, or is it Eric Fair? Oh, I'll take Brad Richardson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is he still playing for the Coyotes? It's the counties.
0: I'm sure he's still getting paid by them, if nothing else. I think I think he is still
1: playing. <laughs>
0: there we go. There we go. Not bad.
1: I think we stand out all right, didn't we?
0: i got to tell you, I'm kind of dreading Hockey coming back because I have so much fun doing these. I cannot tell you how much I, I get excited for, to do these and to look at players and drafts and try and find steals and things. It's so exciting.
1: Two Brits, that's one draft. Fun. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: that's it. We're a draft podcast from now on. As we said last week, that's it. There's, there's no more.
1: You'll learn, you'll be glad to know that I've got two more ideas for drafts that I will share with you when we're not recording, as to not spoil the future for our avid listeners.
0: Yes, I've got. Yeah, I've got. I've got an idea as well. I've got a silly idea which I think will be good. Rather than just let's look at this draft.
1: Fucking excellent, excellent.
0: There we go. If you do, a, if you are listening to the show, please do vote when we put the teams up because it helps us uh, belittle each other online <laughs> and, uh, on WhatsApp and things if there's one and thing shatter abuse want. at each other.
1: It's, uh, it's the kind of thing we want to it's do. It's points over each other, isn't it?
0: And I'm, I generally am intrigued that the choices people make. I couldn't believe last week it was pretty much... I, I've not gone back and looked at it, but I, I saw enough A's and B's together to think, yeah, it's close enough to call it a draw. I was, I was so surprised. I really thought you'd win by quite a way.
1: I think to an um, extent, unless it's like a landslide, it's basically a draw anyway, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, even if it was like 10-8 or 13-10 or something, it's, you know, that's enough. It is hockey. You're going to get, <laughs> as we said, you're going to get plenty of, well, it's clearly A. Well, no, it's clearly B. There we go. A couple of little things I did notice. There was a couple of other players. I don't know if you noticed I don't know if you noticed the uh, the noticeables in this draft as well. Dan Carcillo was taken at 73
1: overall. Yep. On that on that subject, Paul Bissonette was taken.
0: Yeah. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan was taken in this draft. Was he really?
1: Yes. I was thinking Patrick O'Sullivan was being like sixty years old. <laughs> you got you got a lot of players like Kyle Quincy, like Clark MacArthur, Tanner Glass. BJ yeah, Crombie. As we Derek
0: fair
1: yeah, Maxim Lapierre, oh, yeah, Max Lapierre, yeah. Nate Thompson, Nate Thompson, Nate Thompson was fucking out. This is a crazy thing. Like, there's, there's a lot of like people that you've heard of for basically no reason. Like Jeff Tambellini was taken. Well, I don't, I couldn't tell you why I've heard of Jeff Tambellini, but I fucking have. Um you know what it is? it's like hockey
0: players just like they just seem to hang around, don't they? Yeah, that's absolutely it. That is
1: absolutely it.
0: Did she was taken it at, uh, at number fifty eight? Uh,
1: nah, not off the top of my head. It'll be
0: the, uh, that'll be the current Chicago Blackhawks head coach, Jeremy Collison. Was he
1: really? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he fucking was. That's
0: crazy. That's crazy. Like I said to you, I found out this this was, this was the most interesting draft we've done in terms of finding out people, like you say, I mean, I I mean, plenty of people taken who hadn't had NHL careers, but are, or had had n h l careers, but are then become kind of more famous for other things such as coaching or crime i mean all all, all patrick o'Sullivan's personal life and what carcell has done now with the um the concussion thing and business businesssty
1: and stuff like
0: yeah, it's mad, like how many people have taken other things as well from this draft and done other stuff with it, not just had an n h l career
1: and it's it's that interesting thing where like it's a long enough yeah, it's far enough in the past. You've still got people who are playing to a very high level in like, you know, your Shea Webbers, your Flurries, whatever it is. And yeah, you've got people who feel like they haven't played the game for a million years. And you've got people who are X, Y, and Z. Like, really, the the fact that you've got current head coaches, current, arguably the biggest hockey media personality on the planet right now in in Bissnet. The, the range of things that people are currently doing today and they're all drafted in the same year, it's, it's mental.
0: Some players have had absolutely amazing careers and are now classed as just being really terrible players. Others are still classed as being unbelievable. You have you have quite a few, I'm not doing quite a few, but there's a, a, a couple at least Hall of Famers in here. To all come out of one draft it, it, and to have so much range in it, it's just mad.
1: Yeah, it's it's the office the impact as well that's amazing for me. So you can yeah. pick any draft really and you get plenty of players but this is like a whole scope. This is this whole draft is like a, a mythos of itself. Right, yeah. let me let me have a look. Right, that's definitely one. It's hard to say whether there are I think there'll be at least two in Bergeron and Flurry. Definitely gonna get into the Hall of Fame. Oh Brent Burns will, I think. You think so? I'm
0: not saying I, I'm not saying I agree with this, but he will. Brent Seabrook
1: will, Corey Crawford will. Oh, I dunno. I don't know. They do, they will.
0: They do Cups
1: it's great cups <laughs>
0: Jeff Carter's yeah. going to get in
1: fucking Andrew Desjardins going to get in into the Hall of Fame just because he what played in the fucking what do we Halls? talk about
0: when they did when we when they did the fucking the, the, the decade team and I said there's no way they're putting in Eric Carson over Drew Doughty Drew Doughty's won two cups there's no way they're going to 100 hockey men are not going to pick Eric Carlson over Drew Doughty because he's won two cups and this is the same
1: is Mark Richards going to get in the uh,
0: Hall of Fame <laughs> maybe he will <laughs> But players who were who, who big enough characters at the time or are considered to be the best at their position at the time, they'll get in. Of course they will. I'm not saying I agree with it, but they will.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right to an extent.
0: All right. Thank you, everybody. Honestly, so much fun doing these. And we'll do another one next week. Well, any last words?
1: Uh, no, I, I really need to pee, so
0: I can't think straight. A message we can all relate to. Take care, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace.